Welcome to the Push-Pull Sales and Marketing Podcast. I'm Marcello. And I'm Sherry. In each episode, we provide you with sales and marketing strategies that you can implement immediately into your own business. Today, we're going to be talking about asking the right questions um, to make sure that you get that close or that sale, um, or at least get your foot in the door. But real quick, we want to let you know that we have set up a Patreon page. So our rewards include things like shout outs on our episodes, cold calling scripts, website reviews or phone consults, um, you can go to patreon.com slash sales to check out all the details. And um, in advance, we appreciate all your support for sure. Yeah, yeah cool. All right. So diving right into it, um, talk about asking the right questions. Um, and, and this is important in every single part of the actual sales cycle. So we'll go ahead and start in the beginning. So in the beginning, when you're cold calling, and you're trying to find the right person, right? And uh, in fact, in some of our other uh, previous, you know, appointment setting, we, we, we did discuss that. Uh, and, and actually now there's, again, there, there's some better ways and some, some better questions you can ask. And again, tiny tweaks you can make. Mm-hmm. So before, for example, if I were to reach out to a company and I didn't know who the actual decision maker was, um, you know, you can say like, hey, I was hoping you can help me out. Who would be the person who handles this? Um, you know, which definitely is a step up from who is the decision maker in that? Cause like decision maker, like so many sales reps have used that term and then they're like, yeah, uh, like I don't want to give it. Yeah. Stuff you've used before might get a little bit stale or it gets too familiar. It turns into more of a cliche, um, which we see, you know, with like industry buzzwords and everything, you know, mm-hmm. every industry has this where yep. if you use the same phrase or even the same word too often, um, it, it, could trigger a negative connotation mm-hmm. of a past sales rep that they didn't like that also used that phrase. And speaking of negative connotations and all that good stuff, so I know one of your biggest pet peeves for you personally <laughs> uh, is somebody asking you a question on something that uh, our uh, demigod Google could have answered. Right. So, you know, someone's like, hey, how do you do it? And you're like, I don't know. But then you just Googled it and you figure out the answer for them. Yeah. There's actually like a fake website that you can I forget it's it's like uh masked somehow that it looks like a legitimate like resource website and all it says is Google it. That's too funny. <laughs> you That's too funny. I like that. Um so to kinda like put that into context what we're talking about then is so again when you say like hey I'm hoping to you know talk to the person who handles this you want to add a little bit um it's not exactly persuasion in terms of like hey you sound like a really open minded person. It's more like um it's more of like, like like just a tiny preference preface that makes it seem which not seem which makes it apparent that you did your research to say hey right. I looked on LinkedIn and I'm not sure I wasn't able on my research looking on your website or on LinkedIn who handles this you know for the most part like when we deal with that it's normally like the head of engineering but maybe you can help me out so again by adding that tiny tweak in terms of like hey I was looking on your website I was looking on here I couldn't find that person because if not everyone's gonna right. be like well like, you well, haven't just look on the website or mm-hmm. like exactly yeah. exactly so again just asking questions in the right way. So maybe you're asking some people, questions. People want to know too that you've you've put in a little bit of time at the beginning that like you care enough to learn a little bit about this company up front. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And again, we'll cover that too in terms of, again, you did, you did your pre-call planning. So you looked in between, you try to find, you try to find something and you want to let them know like, Hey, like I do care. Exactly. Um, and you do want to find, uh, throughout the whole sales process, that right balance between uncovering needs, uh, and bringing, uh, quote unquote, new commercial insights. So again, we talked about the challenger sale model. Mm -hmm. So again, if you remember back and you can listen to that podcast too, the challenger sale model, you're looking at, you know, how to, how to teach and how to tailor, right? Uh, the old sales model, which you're looking at, which is basically uncover pain, present product, close, Mm -hmm. right? You need to have a good balance of both. Because, you know, you do have to ask some open-ended questions and you do have to uh, uncover what's most important to them. But in the same token, um, you have to make it a little bit more real for them and you have to really dive into, okay, so what is this problem costing me? Because a lot of people won't actually realize and you assume because you're dealing with that like all the time and you're living in that world like, oh, well, you know, this is why my product is better and this is the problem that other people have, you know, and, right. you know, being able to see the bigger picture. So kind of diving in into what that balance actually looks like in terms of balancing uh, uncovering needs question versus presenting commercial insight. Um, talk about uh, solid closing questions and all and all that good stuff. So before diving into that, just really quick, um, obviously, in terms of your sales process, and this is something we started working with uh, with, with the guys over at uh, Wrestling Mindset, mm-hmm. uh, shameless plug. Uh, so if you have any wrestlers, I would hop over to their website, uh, go to wrestlingmindset.com. Uh, you can get a free trial for an individual wrestler, and you can also look at team options too. Uh, <laughs> so again, a shameless plug there. But in terms of their prior uh sales process. A lot of their questions when they would talk to someone would be a lot of yes, no questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So right now working with some of their sales reps, we've actually changed things up a little bit. We ask a lot more open-ended questions just just to kind of give you an example. Um, And and if you do call for a trial session, you're going to be asked this exact question. Um, You know, like when's the last time you felt like uh, you didn't wrestle well because of nerves or overthinking? Prior, that question in their process was, have you ever lost the match because of nerves or because of overthinking or giving someone too much respect? Mm-hmm. So again, uh, going back to that open-ended question and um, again, linking back to uh, Paul Smith, tell with the story, the best story questions are the ones, or the best stories are the ones that, that, that the actual customer has. Mm-hmm. So the best uh, way to uncover those needs and the best way to really understand them is to get them talking. So to get those story questions. So for example, if I'm selling um, my services to help uh, companies increase sales, you know, maybe maybe ask this question. So so tell me a story about the last three guys, like when they missed their numbers. What did you do? That question is a lot more profound, will help you out a lot more. And again, establish rapport help move the sales process along and also help the help the person know that you really care about them and that you really want to have more insight versus well, how many not, of your salespeople are missing their numbers. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and you're not wasting their time either. You're not asking you're not asking inane questions to get the the yeses. Yes. Like you're yes. just getting to the point, um, which is which is something again that has changed. Um, you know, that used to be a better and more useful tactic than it is currently. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, if I mean, you're, if I know you used that in the past, and it and it worked well for you. But but now we've gotten to the point where again, that that um, asking questions to get the yes um, yeah, is you, more familiar now. People are are identifying it, and and you know, 
rolling their eyes about it. Yeah, so there was one sales training I went through and I almost like wanted to like 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 the way like they did it, like it wasn't well, right. There and was I'm no sure like evolution. Into, like, there was the no tone to exactly, and- you know, talking about getting all that like nod momentum, which that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Because again, if you agree to something small, you're more likely to, to yeah. kind of agree to something big. Like but, for like, example, but don't treat the the person you're talking to like like they're an idiot either. Exactly. Yeah. It's not. It's not like a computer program where I'm just going to type in a couple inputs. I'm going to get some stuff out and then and then just move things along. I mean, you have to realize there there is a human element to it. Um, but you do have a good point. So uh, what you were talking about, too, in terms of that yes, no, I think of, uh, and you probably, have you ever seen the movie Boiler Room? Mm-mm. Okay, it's got uh, Giovanni Ribisi, it's got Ben Affleck in it, it's got Vin Diesel in it, uh, and it's about, of course, which is why salespeople have like a, have a bad name, Vin Diesel. No, I was kidding. Um, at one point uh, in an actual like sales meeting and stuff like that, he basically said, just ask, just get him, just get him to say yes. Ask him a rhetorical question. Like, you know, if I, if I threw a lifeline, would you grab it? Yes. Great. Pick up a thousand stocks, pick up a thousand shares or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, really? Like, like, do you think that that would actually work now? Right. Um, but yeah, like, you know, or you think of like the old like Looney Tunes, like remember when they're like, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes. Okay, good. You know, like when they get, <laughs> when Bugs Bunny gets the agreement, I think with like Elmer Fudd or something like that. Um, but when to use those yes, no questions? Because again, you're taught as salespeople to ask good questions. And a lot of salespeople right now are um, opening up a little bit more. So obviously they're asking better questions. But there are some times when you do need to ask those yes or no questions. So what are those scenarios? Like when does that actually come up? Um, In the beginning, I would say when you have a very difficult uh, client or prospect. Um, So someone that's not really opening up at all, they're not really like engaging in the conversation or anything like that. You might need to do that just to get them to open up and then you can ask some more open-ended questions. You know, Mm -hmm. like for example, um, you know, if I were to deal with with, with with a, I don't know, let's just say um, oh, I would say engineer, right? And an engineer, and I have a different, and I have a different process for that, for that engineer, for that company. I have some, you know, some some process improvement things. Um, and that engineer is clearly skeptical, like he didn't want to be in the meeting. Someone else suggested it, a friend of a friend, whatever. So yeah. that person is very skeptical. So, so again, just 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 ask to you know, it seems well, like. Go ahead. I mean, I feel like it's similar too to like if you're public speaking or you know speaking at a conference or anything. The amount of people, like people, are more willing. Um, earlier in the talk to raise their hand for a yes or no question or kind of like take a poll, then if you ask an open-end question towards the beginning of your talk, you're you're not going to get any feedback. Exactly. So again, if you talk about like... It ruins the momentum. If you talk about like an actual like pain point question, you know, so if you go and say like, you know, like um, you wouldn't open a substitute person's being closed-minded to like, you know, like when's the last time a, a complete assembly line shut down uh, hurt your business or like how much does that cost you a day if someone's being very cold you might not be able to, to get yeah. to that point where you're, where you're going to get a good response because you know but in can your you he- rephrase that same question to be a yes no like have you had this issue yes okay. yes um, and, and again you, again that's a matter of gauging the actual right. openness and you know like where your the prospect rapport is, with them already and your rapport with them if you do have that rapport and, and say you know um, you know, how much, again, rather than saying when was, like, when was the last time you had this problem? You could say, like, how much did that cost you? Or, like, or like how often? Or, like, how much damage has, has that done? Or, or maybe this, you know, so someone's being closed-minded or, you know, not open. Um, you know, have you given any thought 
uh, to the overall cost of when your assembly line shuts down, you know, like outside of your department, yeah. you know, or have which you- is a tricky thing because you don't want to sound like you're making the assumption again that they haven't thought this through. So, so it's like a careful. And again, so we talk about prefacing um, and putting the right thing. So basically, be like this: like if you're like most engineers. So again, we talk about persuasion. Right. You're super busy. You're just trying to keep things moving along, and maybe you haven't had the time to really assess the damage the last time you had when you, when you had a shutdown. Is, is 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 that something that's safe to say? Like you're really busy. You have a million things going on, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to say yes. Well, great. Right. Give them that out. You give them that out, and then you can transition to art. Well, what my company does is we actually help. Uh, prevent things before they actually happen. And if you have a couple minutes, I'd like to explain to you how we do that mm-hmm. again. But again, you got that first yes, and then you can kind of open up a little more. That's for someone who's being a little bit more uh, closed off. Um, right. So again, you have to have that right balance. So again, thinking back, if someone's closed off, you might need to ask some yes or no questions to kind of move things along. Actually, I had that um, the other day. So again, I, I switched industries. I'm working at something entirely new and 95% of the people that I'm talking to uh, are, I would say are fairly open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because again, my process is completely different. You know, I go in there and I say, you know, I'm not going to give you a whole spiel. I'm not mm-hmm. going to like dive into that. You know, help, help me understand that question is, is a very solid one. Help me understand what you're doing about X or help me understand what you're doing about Y. Mm-hmm. And there are some people that are be like, no, if you can give me a spiel, I'd appreciate that. I'm like, really? <laughs> you want a spiel? So those are some people that you want to ask, like, yes, no. Like, like, does this make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Um, or when you want to, like, pepper, like, those questions in. So those yes, no's are good, like, when you're actually doing the presentation itself, you know. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, it's uncovering needs. And then, like, when you're actually, like, presenting, like, an actual solution, you definitely want to have that feedback where you're not talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, for example, if my solution is like an engineering process or like a different widget to put in the machine too, like, you know, like for example, like, hey, like I have this, it's made of, uh, it's made of a different kind of anodized aluminum. Uh, it doesn't wear down as much. So actually, um, you know, like this would have to only be replaced a, a third of the time versus what you're doing right now. I mean, does that sound like, like, does that sound like something that could possibly help you? You know, again, ask that or, you know. Like, like those, like, check-in questions. Like, those right. ones you can make, like, yes, no. Right, um, because sometimes, I mean, especially if you drone on, they can just tune out, too. So, just the realization that, like, you're going to be checking, kind of like a, you know, a teacher um, checking in with a particular student as they're going through a lesson. Mm-hmm. Just, it, just so that they know that they have to be paying attention along the way. Like, they have to stay engaged in case, mm-hmm. so that you don't call them out and they had tuned out for the last five minutes. Absolutely. And then ask and then ask the question in a way where it comes across as genuine. Like I'll give an right. example. We had and I can tell it was a bad sales presentation. Um again you're like, why did you invite this person? I'm like, I wanted to hear the pitch. Uh we ordered a uh well we got like a sample of like I think we talked about this before at yeah, some point too. Yeah, but like, you know, just like assuming that like, you know, like, oh, you know, like where these meats come from, you know, and there's a middleman and all that good stuff and like making those assumptions. Like, you right. know it's terrible for you. Right. So but I think that's the point too, that like don't if you know what the answer is to a question, don't ask it. But also don't assume can you give me an like example? Certain, well, I was just kind of thinking, like, if you're trying to get the yeses or you're trying to, like, at what point, like, does it sometimes make sense, even if you know the answer to the question, should you ask it? Or should you only ask something that's going to actually genuinely give you insight or feedback? So, obviously, 
you want more questions that are going to get you feedback and insight. But again, if you do know the answer to that question, but the person's being closed off, then you want to ask those kind of questions. Okay. Um, you know, so like more like more like uh, assumptive things you don't necessarily need to do if you do have a more like engaging prospect. Like, mm-hmm. for example, um, let's just say I was selling to you, I don't know, like a podcast auditing services or something or podcast auditing, editing, editing services or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be like, you know, it sounds like you're sounds like you you are really, really busy. If I know you're open and you're like, yes, like you reached out, you know, right. you're like, I, I need this service, you know, like it, it takes a lot of time and all that good stuff. So right. rather I'd ask, you know, like how long are your podcast or how long is it taking you right now to do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's more of an open-ended question versus like, do you feel a need for this? Because if someone might say, do you feel a need for this? And they're closed off. Right. No. Okay. End of conversation. Right. Um, P.S. Shout out to Scott, who's been a... Uh editing our podcast and doing an amazing job. Yes. He's yes. a lifesaver. Um, so again, talking about finding that, finding that balance. So the balance between, again, those yes, no questions. So again, yes, no questions. When you have someone, you know, personality wise, they're a little bit more closed off or they're a little bit more quiet. Um, don't force them to open up in the beginning if, 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 if they're not ready for that. Um, you know, again, if this is your first time seeing them too, I mean, it might take a couple calls. It might take a little bit for them to open up. Person could be having a bad day. You don't. You don't. You don't know. Um, so again, have that. Have that right balance. But uh, on most situations, err on the side of open-ended questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like you know, like can you see why this product uh, that you're you're like do you, like do you see that that there are drawbacks to what you're using right now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, no, you know, wh- whatever. Uh, versus, you know, like uh, have you ever given any consideration to possible um, alternatives to that? Or when's the last time you looked at an actual alternative to this solution? Again, a little bit more engaging question, you know, or like, what other alternatives have you considered? Um, again, just look at your questions and look at the actual, you know, at the actual um, level of engagement that you're getting. And like right now, uh, right, with, you just adapt on your feet, adapt on your feet. Exactly. And then sometimes you need to ask a question, um, and you talk about repeating something or like something that like you already like know the answer to. Sometimes you have that, like you've already uncovered that, but it didn't really like hit home. It's like, I get that there's a problem with that, but it's not like, it's not hundred percent at the actual forefront. So with that, like you have to reword the question to, to kind of get to the same answer, but maybe make it a little bit more profound or maybe have that conversation again. So like right, right now, understanding like, what really matters to them. Especially when you have a, um, a, a, a consumable product or some, or some kind of product where, again, you're selling the same thing over and over again, and you're just trying to increase that market share. Hmm. Um, so, again, you might have, rather than, rather than change up your message, message every time, just, like, come up with a different way to say it. Like, for example, um, like Ford. Like, do you, do you know Ford's uh, little slogan? Go places. Uh, I think that's one of them. And for their trucks. <laughs> and for their trucks. Uh, built Ford tough. Built Ford tough. Ford doesn't really deviate from that. They're repeating the same message, but they're saying it in a different way. So some of you have to think of like questions that would do that. So for like Ford, some of their commercials are, you know, um, you know, like, are you uh, whatever, like on the job, you don't have time to, to you know, to what, whatever. I don't know. That's a bad <laughs> example. But like, you know, you have like that like voice and it kind of conveys that whole like built right, Ford tough. Right. Everything is, is yeah. Um, reflects that same um that target customer exactly exactly 
Um, and again, uh, going back to that to that balance of again questions that you need to ask in terms of yes no questions you need to ask to repeat the same point because again uh, it takes sometimes four to five times for somebody mm-hmm. to actually get it and sometimes you have to ask the same question again. Or not, I mean. Maybe not intellectually get it, but but to just to keep it top of mind. Intellectually, yeah. you might you might get yeah, that. Like understand. for example, intellectually, I know that if I were to do my taxes now, <laughs> okay, I would get the refund or whatever, or I yeah. would you know have to pay out the small amount and get it out of the way and have that out of the back out of the back of my head. Right. Um, so again, so the whole point is like again, it's something you should do right away. So you might word it in a different way, like you know, basically be like, you know, what's rather, well. Like, like, have you, have you done this? So like, have, have you done your taxes? Right. And people say, no. Oh, okay. You know, and if you want to like nag me and bug me to do it, which yeah. it's the opposite. I typically, I'm like, I'm, I nag myself. Right. Um, well, the, the thing that comes to mind as far as that is, um, Squarespace. I feel like they advertise on almost every podcast that I listen to. Yeah. And the first time I heard it, I understood it. I was like, that's a good idea. That makes sense. Um, I got it intellectually, but it wasn't something that I started recommending to people asking about websites or considering. Like, I didn't even start assess, um, recommending it as an option um, until I had heard it multiple times. And now it's something that, like, when I hear that somebody's like, what should I use to start a website? Instead of just being like WordPress, I'm like WordPress or or Squarespace. Oh, yeah. And, and it, it, it could be for anything, too. Like, uh, Gary V. at first, I didn't like Gary V. because, like, maybe some right. of his videos, like, he kind of comes across as a little, comes across as a little bit, um... He's a lot. As a lot. Like, it's a little well, arrogant, you right. know, a little bit like, again, like, and then like, basically, like, you're... I don't know. I'm not going to go into that. But again, like him or like certain services like HubSpot, like because I've had sales calls from HubSpot that weren't good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. And then like now, like seeing like what they do and what they work with, like, again, that kind of repetition. But going back to that, like tax mm-hmm. question. So you say like, hey, have you had a chance to do your taxes? Or let's say your your, your client was supposed to do something. So again, talk about what we talked about in previous podcasts, setting deadlines. So let's say, all right, hey, did you dig up uh, your previous invoices so we can audit that? No, you know, blah, blah, blah. I haven't had time. Give me a call next week. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a better question to ask is say, hey, like what's what's stopping you from, 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 from getting this done? Maybe there's something I can do to help you out. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, or like, hey, like what's preventing you from moving forward with this? Yeah. Uh, again, that's an open-ended question versus a yes/no question. It's reinforcing the exact same thing. I want you to do this. Right. You know, when I ask that yes/no, it's like yes/no, and the thing's over. Uh, and then again, when you think about buyers' limited time, um, yeah, they you, don't want to keep answering a similar question or feel like you're digging. So, if you ask it as a yes/no, you might not have the chance to rephrase it as an open-ended thing. And 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 let's say you've already made that mistake. Let's say you did right. the yes/no. Okay. Right. And so like, for example, I wanted the client to do this. And then they say, we'll follow up with that. You know, again, you can go back to that open ended question. Great. Um, will anything come up if I follow up with you on Friday in between now and then that would prevent you from being on this call, mm-hmm. you know, or that would prevent you from getting this? Is there anything in the way? Um, you know, or like one of my favorite questions is, you know, would there anyone be here who would be unhappy if you move forward with that? Right. Um, again, talk about uncovering those needs. Um, a lot of times when uh, going into going into sales themselves and some of the better questions you, you want to ask, 
Uh, it's just a matter of not being specific enough or not knowing like what the size of the deal is and not qualifying on the front end. So mm-hmm. as an example, um, I'll, I'll give you an example without going into like going into what I do specifically. Uh, I asked the doctor, you know, you know, have you had a chance to use my product? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer was no. And I was like, okay, huh? So, and again, the doctor had to, had to run, so I couldn't even, couldn't even go into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when I followed up with him, say, Hey, have you ran into this specific case where I knew that that product would have been appropriate? Right. And he said, no, I have not ran into that at all. So then I know it's not my product. It's or, just, there hasn't you. been, the, or yeah. me, it hasn't been an actual, it hasn't been an actual need. Mm-hmm. Um, so may, maybe ask that, you know, too, like, so for example, if you're like, if you're doing auditing services or you're doing, you know, some kind of widget or something like that, like, hey, have you had a need for this recently? Or like, have you had a need to kind of evaluate your insurance options or, or whatever? Or, or, you know, when do you look at this? You know, or like, how often do you see that? So again, better questions. So in the beginning, knowing how big of an actual opportunity is this? Because sometimes you'll follow up with the lead, and it's just not a it's just not a big enough it's just not a big enough yeah. size too. Right, like um, you've talked about before, not every customer is going to be a good customer. Exactly, and making assumptions. So if you look at your data and you say like, oh, your research says, hey, this client should be a hundred thousand dollar solution. Other people in this space is a hundred thousand dollar solution, and right. maybe this client this is only a ten thousand dollar solution. Right, um, having that in place. Um, so then everyone's favorite part, and a lot of people ask about this. Um, closing questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are ways to close more effectively? Um, so you want to, when you close, you want to think about, uh, some things that you want to preference. Okay. So for example, you know, you want to let the customer know, like, it's okay for them to tell you no, right? you know, and, and, and there are different ways to do that. So going back to when I was doing uh, home improvement sales, um, you know, it was, uh, a lot of times I, I'd preface it in the beginning and basically be like, look, you know, I have an idea. I think it might be able to kind of close things up a little bit. Um, but you know, I'm going to ask you, don't worry about my feelings. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes people tell me, yes, I like this. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, my favorite answer. Um, sometimes people will say, no, it's not for me and that's okay. Uh, no is actually my second favorite answer. Uh, and then sometimes what people will do, and I don't think, I don't think that this is you, uh, they'll say, we need to think about it. We're not ready. Let me look over this. And really what, what they want to say is this isn't right for me. Right. And I'll tell you, don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. Exactly. We don't want to say that to like, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. There are times where you do want to do that, where you, where you do want to like walk away to close basically look like I'm trying to be a resource for you. I have a bunch of other people who I can see. I'm sure you have other people that you would want to look, you would want to like look at for this. You know, if this isn't a priority, that's fine. Just let me know, you know, like versus having someone like, like kind of like lead you along. So questions in the beginning, like, how important of an actual priority is this for you? And again, this is where doing your research up front, knowing that this person does this, this, and this, and this, and you are the seventh responsibility or seventh in order of his responsibilities and your solution is not at the top of his mind. Um, I'm dealing with trying to replace five employees and you're talking you're talking to me about a $5,000 piece of uh, copying equipment that I'm like, I'll deal with it when I deal with it, right? Yeah. So again, kind of having those like compelling needs. And I'm just throwing an example, selling copiers or whatever. Um, so we talk about 
closing again some of those preface questions and then same thing in the beginning just a little preface can can make a question more powerful so sometimes you don't need to make any changes to the questions you have especially if you've taken a lot of time to figure out like what questions work for you what like really helps you get insight what gets the client talking uh but you just need to add something in the beginning that knows like hey i did my research or like hey like i need to push you in a certain direction or i need to pull you in a certain direction right shameless plug push pull sales um (laughs) Yeah, you didn't like that. <laughs> well, uh, they're already listening. <laughs> they're already listening. I know. Whatever. I, I'm throwing it all in shameless plugs. Uh, Ford, Wrestling Mindset, Push Pull Sales, um, yeah. Squarespace. I don't think Ford needs our help. Ford, Ford doesn't need our help. Um, but again, talking about good closing questions. So going into that. So for example, a weak closing question would be, um, would you consider? Would you consider? Uh, would you think about? Uh, going with me. Mm-hmm. Again, you asked a yes/no question, right? And again, at the end, you want to close. You want to get a yes/no answer, right? Preferably a yes. So a better way would rather than say, "Would you consider?" Okay, would you feel comfortable moving forward? Because mm-hmm. you're asking how they feel. And again, you talk about someone who's a little bit more emotional. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to tailor it that way. Or again, if the person's a little bit more auditory, and we talked about this in terms of learning styles. Um, does moving forward sound like the right idea to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a little bit softer versus like, will you do business with me now? Right. Sometimes right. you need to be that specific, right. you know? And again, in every step of the way, like, cause a lot of times people be like, well, I'm not sure like when they're planning on doing it or I'm not sure about this. Right. Why didn't but, you ask? But then who, and who has that answer? Like, do I need to be talking to somebody else that has that? Um, the other thing in terms of closing, uh, you want to set deadlines. You want to set those expectations too. So when you're closing and asking those questions. So again, uh, uh, and again, a sort of preface. So let's say you're not in a situation where you have a quote unquote, uh, I think, um, Simon Sinek calls some kind of like manipulator. Uh, and I don't mean that like, you know, like, like, yeah. like you bring in the closer and he like does whatever, like an incentive, something that would make somebody move, move along quicker, a discount or something like that. Let's say you don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how would you get that person to kind of move along when you do ask for the business and it's more of a softer closer? They have to do something a couple days in between where it's not, I get the contract right away, where there is some kind of like, um, where there is, a, where there is some kind of like break in between. So for example, in my, in my position, uh, medical sales, you deal with that. You know, mm-hmm. you talk to the, you talk to the provider. You have your solution, your product, your knee replacement, your whatever mm-hmm. um, that that you have in there. And then there's a time in between where they see the patient or whatever they need to do, and then they actually use or don't, or then a user don't use that. Set up the expectation. Be like, look, you know, um, would you feel comfortable uh, using this? You know, the next time you see that again. Give them something specific at the end. So the next time you run into this, will you use it? Um, you got to be careful with that too because right. we talk about what buyers won't tell you. Uh, some buyers will tell you, don't give me a quota. Don't don't pressure me, whatever. Like, I'm not an idiot. Don't make me feel like that way. Like, right. uh, So let's say, um, you know, I have a buyer that uses like four or five different products for the exact same thing and they like to rotate and all that good stuff, you know. Um, they're not going to switch. I mean, unless you do a really, really good job, everything to you overnight, unless you have a compelling reason, right? Yeah. So you don't want to say like, hey, for the next uh, 25 uh, times you need to buy paper towels, you come to me. No, right. it's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's kind of a bit much. And say, look, w- 
the next time you have a sample order, will you go ahead and place that with me? Or say like, here again, preface. Most of the people I talk to, what they do is to give it a fair trial run to see our service. They'll actually use us 10 times to really see how it fits. Because again, if you do that, like you beg for that, like one shot, you beg for that one <laughs> shot. That's when I whack the, uh, I whack the uh, blue snowball. You beg for that one shot. And then what happens? Something, right. something bad happens. So when I worked right. in logistics, just give me a shipment, just give me a shipment. Let me try. We'll do good. Blah, blah, blah. And then one shipment, something bad happens, <laughs> you know, and then, then that customer never sees the other 2,722 times where everything goes well. Right. Um, so I can preface that too. Well, and it, I feel like it's kind of like asking a girl out for coffee instead of uh, handing her a ring. I like that. I like that. Cause it's, and good analogy because it's all about the relationship right? right it's all about the relationship so what you want to do in those situations is make sure you, you have the right ask and make it specific but don't make it insulting yeah. ask for the coffee um don't you know you don't want to present the ring uh maybe you want to say hey can i get your number i want to ask you out so i want to take you out for coffee sometime versus like hey can i get your number so i and can then, text like, you at 2 a.m so, so i can text you at <laughs> you 2 a.m you up exactly i was gonna say that exact thing um and then put in the part about following up um so letting them know that too so like for example uh i did i did make this mistake and i will admit this uh for wrestling mindset actually um, I let, I let people off the hook. Um, I mm. let some people mm. off the hook cause everything was going well. And you know, like, um, you know, everyone was basically cause they saw the value in the service. They were signing up, they were signing up, they were signing up. Um, so then I did what it, it, it what, what kind of becomes easy when you get tired or when you're like doing a lot, you fall into old habits, you do whatever's easy. So, okay, I'll send you pricing whenever you're ready. Just, just send that back to me, you know? Right. Versus like, hey, you know, take a look at that because you have to discuss with this person. This person's not available, mm-hmm. right? And this could be any kind of sales environment. And then say, if everything makes sense, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it doesn't make sense, let me know. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I don't hear back from you, I will follow up here. Right. I will do this here and give a date and give a time. So the, so the person knows that you have those expectations, you are going to follow up. So that way when you do call right. in a week. But and you also said that you would give them, like that they that their answer can be no. Yes. And I, 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 always, I always make that, I always make that, uh, I always make that very clear in the beginning. Like, look, you know, this isn't for everybody. And that, and that and that's pretty much for for any service, you know, right. like. Because like, if it's not a good fit for them, then, then you don't want that client either. Then you might be fighting. You spend the time to bring them on. You, in, in wrestling mindset, you, you line them up with a wrestling mindset coach and then they're canceling appointments and the mindset coach is frustrated and um, they want to cancel and then they want their money back. And it just turns into like a big thing if they're not the right customer. Exactly. I mean, you, you can steamroll somebody into doing something or yeah. you can, I mean, you could do that for any, for any product and service. I yeah, mean, for sure. Fine, whatever, like, all right, I'll order paper, like toiletries or something like that. I'll order from your website one time just, just to get this guy off my back. Like there's some salespeople mm-hmm. who will consider that an actual success. Like I got an order in, like whatever. Right. Little did they know that that was just to get them to go away and then they're going to duck you forever. Yeah. Um, so again, set up that Set up those expectations that you will follow up, and again that you will follow up after the actual sale too, where it's where they do know that hey, you don't just disappear. Exactly, like what I would do um, when I was selling logistics, and what I would train my salespeople to do too is let them know up front too, like hey, let's get started with this. Let's go ahead and do your inbound shipments. I am going to plan a bug in your ear. We do a very good job in terms of international and customs clearance. Uh, I will come back, and again after you see the service and how good of a job we do. I am going to ask for that business. So that way, when I do circle back in 
a month or two or a couple weeks or whatever, whatever is appropriate, they know that I was going to ask for that business. And then you have another reason to call them like, look, like, hey, you knew I said I was going to do this versus basically like, oh, he's just trying to sell me something else, whatever. And again, it's how you come across and, and, and all that good stuff. And one last thing, and we'll do this in another podcast, um, talking about finding the right fit, uh, knowing when to walk away and knowing like how full your pipeline needs to be to get to get things done because there are times where I will admit like especially like in the home improvement sales where I was like uh, I don't want to say like desperate but like I was like I really yeah. really need this sale and there are times where uh, I wanted to walk away from the business because not not a matter of being the right fit but it's a matter of like I something didn't mesh well with the actual person like for example you know you don't want to be in a situation where I don't know like you know I'll, I'll give the example. Uh, I needed this sale and there was a pregnant smoking woman. Mm. And I was like, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be there, but I needed that <laughs> sale. And then she's like, oh, don't, don't judge me, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. I hope you don't think. And I, you know, you kind of have to like smile and nod. Or for example, I was, and this is nice where I actually could say something when I was like better off, like someone like used like, um, Someone used the someone someone said retard or something like that, and like in a very offensive way. And I I I stood up. I was like, look, you know, like this is not, you know, it's it's it, it's not appropriate. And I had enough things in my pipeline where if that person like never came back, and that person said, no, you know what, you're right, blah blah blah. Right. But you do need to have the ability to take that risk. Yeah. So I'll have another one too, where again, a lot of those were a lot of those were were were, were selling windows and selling doors. Well, like, yeah, that's a different when you're when you're selling direct to consumer and you're walking into people's homes. Yeah, you see a lot of things. You see a lot of things. Like again, like the most like ignorant, like racist stuff possible. But I needed the sale, and I had to like like I had to listen to it. And then you know, like no, if I did a better job prospecting, or if I did a better job working on closing these other deals, I wouldn't be in the situation where I'm dealing with that or like, yeah. like where I'm not with that client that like, you know, like it's your less than ideal client where you didn't do a good enough job yeah. with that. So we'll have another podcast and share some of those fun stories about or maybe not yeah. so fun stories. <laughs> it's just tough uh, when you're starting out. I mean, this was, this was your, that was your first sales gig. That, that was, that, that, that was, that was one that of my was very tough, first sales That was gigs. a tall order. You had a lot to deal with in that one. Absolutely. But again, just, just wrapping up real quick. So asking the right questions. So one, have the right balance linked more towards open-ended questions. Uh, the yes, no is appropriate when you have that closed off person, maybe in the beginning to kind of open things up when that person is closed off. Um, take a look at your questions. What are some things you can add to the beginning to have that sort of like persuasiveness? Um, and we talk about persuasive, basically a bit, you know, like where you'd say, look, look like you, you sound like somebody who enjoys the finer things in life. And let me ask you, <laughs> you know, like, have you like, you look, you, you like, like, you, it seems like, like you would really enjoy like, like a nice, like long vacation, right? Like you seem like you like to get out and like to do stuff. Right. And I get that. Yes. No question. Or, you know, like the actual persuasiveness, like, um, I looked on your website. I couldn't find this versus mm -hmm. help me point me in the right direction. So again, you say like, I did my work. Right. I tried. I tried. Exactly. Help me out. Mm -hmm. um, which, I mean, most people want to help other people out, right? Um, and then yeah. same thing too, uh, going through them when you ask the right questions up front or right, the right persuasive, the, those closing questions. Um, just some real quick sample closes. Do you feel comfortable moving forward? Or hey, like I've been here a couple times, you know, we've discussed this. What's holding you back? Mm -hmm. Again, versus a yes, no question. What's 
what what's holding you back what's stopping you what keeps you up at night like what's what's kind of what do you have in the back of your head mm-hmm. that kind of prevents you from moving forward versus like uh, you know, it like, doesn't whoop. matter what's in the back of your head. You need to move forward. Right. Or maybe like this question is a very powerful closing question. You know, like, do you have enough decision right now to make a decision? Or not, Dude, enough, enough, to, information. enough information to make a decision right now. Again, that would be an okay yes or no question. Have I provided or is there is there any additional information I need to provide to help you make a solid decision? Mm-hmm. Um, and you might say, no, I'm ready to go now. And asking that question earlier on too can actually help close the deal, especially when you have those inbound leads. Mm-hmm. You know, they might say, like, "Hey, like, um, I've uh, I looked at your website. I like this. I just have a question. Like, can I can can I, can, can I finance this or something like that?" And then maybe like actual like persuasiveness. So like, like, so if if I'm able to get you that financing and 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 move everything forward, do you have any other concerns with that? No, you get the financing. It's like great. I got you the financing that you want. Uh, on this product or service, you know, can we move forward now? Yes. Again, but those actual closing questions, and we can kind of dive into a little bit more into some of the actual specifics. But again, just some of the normal format and just some tweaks you can do to your questioning skills, when to use yes, no, things you can add before, and more powerful questions to ask. Um, if you would like help with that, you can always uh, send us an email. Uh yeah, and also um, we've set it up on Patreon that one of your options um, at one of the levels for monthly contribution that that you get an initial call with Marcella where you guys can just talk and figure things out and ask any of your questions you that can send me you your sales have. Um, yep. So other than that, um, that wraps things up for the week. Thank you to bensound.com for our intro and outro music. And thanks to you guys, as always, for listening. Um, you can tune in next time where we will tackle another topic. Um, go check out patreon.com slash pushpullsales to support the show. You can view our show notes and resources at pushpullsales.com. Instagram and Twitter is at pushpullsales. And you can always email us pushpullsales at gmail.com. But thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya.